Guys, hello. Welcome back. We are well, Alex, say it we are. No, I can't. That's your thing and it's not I'm not going to like encroach on your personal style by saying it. No, That's you the just, reason I'm going to say. You just don't like my phrase. Guys, I'm trying to say we're back at it again, but Alex has ruined the mood. The mood. Well, we are here again. <laughs> and um we have a very special episode for you this month. Not only because frankly, I'm sure you all will be shook by the level of content coming at you this month. The month of December has been very good to you from the perspective of amount of episodes you'll be receiving from us. But we kind of have a bit of a special episode this week, Laura, don't we? We do. I'm actually very proud of this one as far as content goes, Al, because I think it's a fun one. And God knows we love to be entertained. Yes, and we love to be entertaining. Always, but we already know that we are. So that's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what are you going to say? Well, what can I say? Okay, guys, I think it's time for the big reveal Okay, drum roll, please. We're doing the OCAs. <laughs> Laura. <laughs> Alex, say what it is. OCAs are, okay, so OCAs are our Choice Awards. So you've heard of the People's Choice Awards. You've heard of the Grammys. They're all irrelevant. It's us now. It's our cap end of the year. It's something like, you know, we're going to literally tie the bow on 2019, give you all our best things. And yeah, the awards will be sent out to the winners, you know, as soon as yeah possible. exactly it'll be sent in um in the post so whether it gets there or not is out of our control because we are not the post office so yeah alex are you ready i think i'm ready and this is an intense episode in the sense that we are really going to expose our taste here i feel if you haven't kind of got a grasp on it yet this episode will definitely nail that down for you yeah i think it's going to be quite entertaining as well for us as it is going to be for you because like We've said in a couple of episodes now that Al and I, for the most part, our our tastes, like, they, it's like a Venn diagram. We definitely have, you know, like, interest in the centre, but we are very much our own circles. So it's going to be interesting. It will be. So will we get into the first I category? I think it is time. And our first category is, it's Artist of the Year. Is it? Oh my god, no, it's not Sonny! <laughs> It's song, guys. It's song. And we've already done this. We've spent 20 minutes or like, you know, rehearsing oh, this. I'll God, take over here okay. now. This is like Tina Fey. I'm now grabbing the mic. You're I Amy Poehler. I'm grabbing the microphone. So our first category of the 2019 OCAs, our choice words, is song of the year. Now, Laura, I don't know whether you have some options floating in your head, whether you have one definite option, but let me hear. Okay. Like, to be honest, I have a, my problem is I have too many. <laughs> This is always my problem. If I'm ever asked what my favorite anything is, I can never answer. So if I was to give you some of mine from the top of my head, one of them would have to be Slide Away, Miley Cyrus. A, oh, a great that. song. A be- great beautiful song. song. And then another one I would have to choose would be Almost Sweet Music by Hosier. That is probably one of my all-time favorite songs. It is a great track. And then I'm going to have to round it off then with All My Friends by Dermot Kennedy because like great man and he re- I knew you were going to say Dermot Kennedy when you were thinking I was like she's going to say Dermot Interesting. Kennedy there. I just feel like you're very much like if I had to pick someone like walking down the street who was listening to Dermot Kennedy you're the girl <laughs> I'm picking I'm like yeah she has it like yeah her Do you know what I mean? don't like, know if that's an insult or a compliment well Laura look you picked him as one of your top three songs of the year so take it as a compliment I'll try <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it was meant as a compliment. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave it up to you. But interesting choices. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't heard two of the three of them. <laughs> no so... surprise. <laughs> yeah. But I'll trust your opinion that they're good. 
Um, whether I'd like them or not is, you know, still for debate. I mean, explain the Dermot Kennedy thing to me, just really briefly. Like, what type of, like, energy does he give you? Um, he's not someone I can see you listening to. Okay, I don't know. With Dermot Kennedy, my big thing with artists is I love people whose whose voices are going to be the same or better live. Like, that's kind of my big thing when I'm listening to people. And with him, I've seen him twice already. He's got such a good gravelly tone to his voice. He is pretty much pitch perfect live as well, which I love. And he's got this really great rhythm to his music. And I think that his writing is really good. It's so hard to describe his style of music without you listening to it because I do find that it's different. I'm sure there are artists out there that are like him, but I don't listen to anyone that is like him. So from the brief things I've heard, I've actually never heard a Dermot Kennedy song in full, but I've heard it in ads, I think. And like, you know, he's on tour now and um, stuff like that. So I've heard like on the radio, like little clips, like snippets. And to me, he's giving me a little bit of like an Imagine Dragons type of vibe, sort of. I don't know if that's accurate because I don't listen to them either, but like I would kind of group them together almost as kind of like power kind of, not rock, but like that type of I, I have to give it to you. Actually, that is a fair choice because I've listened to a lot of Imagine Dragons. Um, obvious differences here oh, wow. is that Dermot is from um, South Dublin and then um, Imagine Dragons are from Nevada. But very much the same kind of thing of like a kind of gravelly rock voice with like a very big percussive bass but the difference would be then is that Dermot would use a lot of acoustic guitar but I kind of that's a very fair assessment well done you Al well done there we go so pick one I feel like we have to you have to I the re okay actually I can tell you exactly which one I want to pick and that is Almost Sweet Music by Hosier it is just without a doubt, one of my favorite songs I've ever heard, and I intend on getting some of the lyrics tattooed on my person. Wow. Yeah. That's commitment. Commitment. What can I say? I'm a committed fan, folks. <laughs> yes, very committed. Okay, so we'll go into my options now. So for my song of the year, I'm going with, I mean, I could give you maybe three just like options. I'm thinking one, Ghosted by Ariana. I'm thinking two, Never Really Over by Katy Perry. And then I'm thinking three, I um, see, I would be tempted to say another Ariana song, but like I don't really want to do that. But I think if we're looking at, God, actually a third option is kind of tough, isn't it? When you think about it, I might have to say Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift because I just think Cruel Summer is an incredible career highlight that hasn't got the intention it deserves, but hopefully it will. Um, not to rush through this in any way, but I feel like my choice for Song of the Year is quite simply Ghosting by Ariana Grande. It is just by far one of the nicest, most beautiful, most affecting songs I've ever listened to in my whole entire life. I've listened to that song it's not even my most listened to song it's a strange type of relationship i have with it and i have to be in the right zone so i tend not to listen to it with people but on the few occasions in which i have uh, it's been some of the best musical experiences of my life and i think it's so moving and oh it's gorgeous and i think you could kind of play that song for anyone and I have, I've sent that recommendation to people who would never listen to an Ariana Grande song and even they can be like Okay, that is a beautiful song. Yeah, I... Well, first of all, I'm not surprised by any of your choices. 
And I don't think any of our listeners will be surprised by your choices, considering you always bring up your top three ladies. Yes, it's. I was actually thinking that when I was thinking for the third, I was like, I, I do listen to male voices sometimes, but I just feel like this year and even this decade has been dominated by females. And for me, it's the reverse. So interesting, interesting. for us. But a gorgeous choice with Ghostin. A very beautiful song. And guys, like, I want to say if you haven't listened to it at the same time, you should very much have listened to it. But if for any small chance you have not listened to it yet, go listen to her. And go listen to, go listen to Hosier. That man needs more love. I swear to God, one of the best poets this country has ever produced. Anyway. Wow. I know. I, I trust me, guys. I can, I can keep going, but I won't. Because instead, please don't, Alex. <laughs> I'm sorry, how's here for me? Actually, let's not get into it. I respect your choice, and good thank you, you, Alex. So let's keep going, and we're going to go with album of the year. Album of the year for me again. Look, we're not going to beat around the bush here. It's quite obviously, thank you next by Ariana Grande. I feel like we haven't had a big cultural musical event the size of Thank You Next in years i kind of feel like even before like I, i'm going back and i'm probably thinking 1989 by taylor was the last time i feel like it was just this big huge it was like an event do you know what i mean i feel like everyone listened to that album whether you liked it or not you still listen to it because it was just something that you had to involve yourself in and i feel like we forget about that like and especially coming into the award season it's sometimes you forget about albums that are released at the start of the year but i feel like for me an album has not dominated my listening tendencies more than thank you next i think that's fair and i think that's a very good choice i'm i'm trying to avoid us having the same answers in this because we do obviously agree on some things so i'm going to i didn't put her down within my top three i have a top three as well and i do think it's been one of the best albums this year there's no lying about that at all however my top three are inner monologue two by julia michaels oh god alex I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm, okay. Fine Line by Harry Styles. I kn- Lads, I know it's only been out a short time. I know we're only recording in December, but that album has hit hard. It is a very, very good album. So it's in my album of the year. And then my favorite album, which is my third on the list now and gets my award for the year, is Wasteland Baby by Hosier. <laughs> Okay, well, at least we're consistent. I, I mean, know, exactly. We love being consistent. We do. So I think that's pretty, pretty good. That's pretty good. I think if I was just to mention my other two top two, um, I'm going with Songs for You by Tanache, which I know you've listened to at this stage because I recommended it weeks ago. So anyone who has not listened to that is frankly... <sighs> I mean, it's sleeping on it, Al. Yes, sleeping on it, Lauren. Like, (laughs) Lauren. Oh my God, I did just call you Lauren. Keep on. You guys, we all know the series here. So, anyway, (laughs) I cannot cope with you. I know. We need to, I actually need to settle down and get this nailed. Um, Let me start this again. Which I know you have listened to because I recommended it weeks ago. And frankly, if you haven't listened to it, and they're sleeping on it, Al. Yes, Laura. Yes, you are sleeping on one of the albums of the year. And yes, it's Tinashe. And I feel like Tinashe maybe has like an unknown quantity to her. That's why people probably aren't as like eager to listen to it. But please go listen to that album. It is incredible and deserving of probably many people's album of the year. It's just not mine. And then probably the third, hmm, I'm kind of torn between Taylor and yeah, no, I'll go with Taylor. Taylor's Lover, I think is a great album. 
thoroughly enjoyed. Like I said, Cruel Summer was one of my top three songs of the year. It's on there. The Man is a great song. Lover is a great song. Yeah. Lover. Yeah. I think good choices all around. And I think that is a very good segue for us to now get into Artist of the Year. Artist of the Year. Do you want to tell me your Artist of the Year? Is it Hosier? Oh, see, this is my problem. It's, oh, because, well, first of all, I don't want my winner to be the same winner of all three categories, but it's a hard one for me to choose because, oh, I love Hosier so much. Um, <laughs> Pick him. Okay. Well, look, okay, I'm going to give you my three, guys. And so number one would be for me, Troy Savan. I love Troy Savan. I stan. A great pop artist. Like Great amazing. pop? Oh. Alex. Sorry. Thank you. Um, I'm a big fan anyway, guys. Troy Savan, big, big fan. And then oh, I have to say Julia Michaels really grew on me this year. Like I think her songwriting is amazing. Because it is so approachable and it's just very, it's very real. So Julia, I think she'd have to be up there too, to be honest. And see, I want to say Hosier, but then I'm like, should I be saying Hosier when he's won everything else? But he's also kind of tied with Harry because I love him as an artist. So oh, I think my love for Hosier is winning out. I think I'm going to have to say Hosier. Do it. It represents you. You, you know, you want the true you to be represented. Yeah, actually, before we move on to Alex's Artist of the Year, I'm insulted. Alex says that if he sees me walking down the street, then he thinks, yeah, she's listening to Dermot Kennedy. I want to be walking down the street with someone thinking, oh yeah, she's listening to Hosier. That's what I want. Is that better? I don't oh, know. Well, sorry. Both are fantastic no. artists in my mind. Oh, yeah, sorry. Maybe I need to mention Dermot as a... Oh, oh guys, there's too much, too many oh, it's options. It's too late now. The category's closed. It's closed. <laughs> so, I would actually just like to clarify my signing I actually don't know Hosier very well so my opinion is basically worthless but he's pretty much considered to be fairly great so I mean picking him for almost all three categories isn't totally bananas there is that yes yeah no it's gonna have to be Hosier for all three do it let them know I guys you are you have now been made known so <laughs> Al, tell us talk to us about your top three Okay, so top three, we're obviously going with Ariana, and then we're obviously going with Taylor. Now, three for me is tough, um, but like you, I feel like I do kind of want to spread my love a little bit. So, I think my artist of the year will be Billie Eilish, because Billie... Oh, a great choice. Yeah. Billie's someone that I've been watching for maybe the last two years, and to see what she's achieved this year with her first proper album and to kind of make good on all that potential and then also kind of just how young she is and and I actually I forgot to mention I love you in my songs but I love you would be definitely top five songs of the year for me and I think yeah my artist of the year would be Billie Eilish amazing and I'm gonna have to say I know the category is closed but I'd have to change my top three to be Billie Julia and Hosier Hosier still wins for me but Oh, the fact that I slept on Billy there, like that's my like senseless of me. But Al, thank you for bringing your back so to my welcome. attention. You're so welcome. Okay, I think let's see, Al. We've talked about artists. I think we're going to have to talk about our favorite group of the year. Yeah, groups are hard. I think, aren't they? Because I feel like groups. I feel like around 2014, 15 was peak pop group. You had Fifth Harmony, you had Little Mix, you had One Direction, you had the other boy band that no one cares about anymore. Like you had all these things going on, but I feel like nowadays I feel like there isn't very many. 
absolutely like there's kind of like the long-standing rock groups that kind of are like late 90s like kind of the 90s early noughties that are still going and then because girl bands they're dead boy bands are still are are dying out thankfully because like now this is coming from someone who stand many a boy band in her time yeah you used to stand the wanted didn't you ew alex ew no, McFly. Spread that, guys. McFly. Oh, God, it was McFly. McFly forever. Um, <laughs> forever. <laughs> However. Forever. Now, the reason I'm going to mention my third band, because I have three bands of the year for me. And I have a very good reason to mention the third band. So my first band is Mumford & Sons. I'm a huge, huge Mumford & Sons fan. And I saw them live this year. And they're just oh yeah i won't go further a great band big big fan they're in the top three then my second band is going to have to be the 1975 Mm -hmm. i only started listening to them at the start of the year so i missed when they came to dublin in i think it was february of this year and honestly one of the biggest disappointments of my life then was having missed them because they were incredible i got to see them live in august thank god it was so worth it Big, big fan. Um, They're my favourite band. But I have to mention, because they have started, it's not even a reunion tour, they're just back together for I don't know how much time. However, My Chemical Romance are back. They are back. I am so happy about it. I am living my truth. Like, ser- like teenage me is screaming. I love that for you. I don't know why I thought for some reason you were going to say the pussycat dolls there but i mean look oh we'll move god past it. Uh, that's right i said oh god you you keep no. going sir so i would this is where i would struggle i feel like the groups is really a struggle for me in the sense that i think what's kind of happened recently maybe more so than bands not being so much of a thing but more so the type of bands that are a thing are different now and that doesn't really align with my taste so like that you're saying Mumford & Sons I couldn't imagine anything worse than listening to a Mumford & Sons album Um, The 1975 I love We Stan Possible well I think the only thing that I'm kind of my excitement for that band has kind of waned a little bit is that this new album seems not to have grabbed my attention very well and I don't know where they're really going now which but uh, we love the 1975 Um, for me I think the, uh, the group for me, is a group called Muna. So it's M-U-N-A. Oh, yeah. And we just love Muna. They make pop songs, but they're kind of kinetic and forward moving and like they don't let go of you. And then they're also actually, do you know what? They're actually not unlike the 1975. And I think she has an equally as unique voice as Maddie Healy does. So I think for me, I'm going with Muna. I think that's a good choice. Alex actually introduced me to Muna and one of her songs is like in my favorite songs of 2019 playlist on Spotify. So yeah, seriously, a big fan. So a very good choice, Al. Well done, Muna. Well done, Muna. Okay. So I think, well, Al, I should be allowing you to introduce this. It is your turn. Would you care to introduce our next category? Okay. So our next category is best collaboration. We had so many collaborations this year. So Laura, I'm sure you're, Oh, well, actually, I have an idea of who you're going to pick, but maybe I'm wrong. But Okay, interesting. Me. No, I'm actually curious to hear. I want to hear you say it first because I want to see if it, com- if it was actually going to be in my top three. 
So I think six months ago, this would be your choice. Mm-hmm. But I'm uncertain about whether it'd be your choice now. Mm-hmm. And it's by a certain Canadian mm-hmm. and a certain racist Latina. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's called Senorita. I, I can just say such a hard no on that song. <laughs> Interesting. Just, uh, the hardest of no's. I like guys. I'm proud the, of you. The Stan and me played that song because of my loyalty to Sean Mendes. It is a terrible song. Oh, it's not terrible. Oh, no, I hate it, Alex. It is so basic. If anything, oh, it's very basic. If anything, it should have been on Camila Cabello's first album with him featuring. It is very much the flair that she had for her first album, self-titled Camila. Thankfully, she has moved on to a much better album this year. But it's, no, it's, oh, God, no, I hate it. It's just so bland. It's just so, no, I'm I'm not here for it. So. Good. I'm so ins- tell me. So to be honest, part part of me is insulted. Oh, don't be insulted. Yeah. I'm trying to see the funny thing is, and I don't know if you're having this problem as well, Al, a lot of 2018 and 2019 is very blurred for me right now as far as the music scene goes. Because when I'm thinking of my like best collabs, I'm like, wait, hold on. Was that this year or was it last year? So for instance, I think my collab of the year is gone by, <gasps> oh yeah, I knew you'd be happy with that, which is Charlie XCX and Christine of the Queens. And well, Christine from Christine and the Queens, in case anyone is curious. And yeah, no, I think that was a fantastic song. Like really, really, really love it. I think two fantastic women producing like this brilliant piece of art. Yeah, I was totally down for that. And then my other collab, Al, has Charlie in it as well. Oh. Which is the 1999. Um, back to 99. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, 1999. Which Thank you. That, yes, and uh, with Troy Sivan. But I'm thinking that was probably 2018. So to be honest, I'm. I think I'm actually struggling with this category. I think I'm just going to have to wrap it with a bow on Gone and hear what you have to say. Well, actually, before you had said Gone, Gone is my choice too. So we actually oh my god. have. Yes, we have agreed on something, which I'm Look at proud. Us go. What a song! Just the level of magnetism and charisma those two women possess is frankly. Amazing. Astounding. Yeah, it is truly, truly amazing. And it deserves more. But also, I'm kind of okay with it not being this like huge smash because who even cares anymore? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like you see them perform on TV and it's amazing. The video is incredible. My favorite bit is like um, Christine's... Oh, French. French ad lib. No, mine is actually her little pre-chorus into the second chorus where she does this kind of like... (laughs) And it's incredible. Amazing. Actually, before I forget, um, I would like to just throw one more collab in that I very much enjoyed this year, which was um, uh, um, Who Do You Love by Five Sauce and the Chainsmokers, because I'm a huge Five Seconds of Summer fan. And I thought that was a very good collab, just now that it's sprung to mind. Okay, interesting. Yes, you may now continue. <laughs> well, look, listeners, I'm sure you're as shocked as I am to hear the Chainsmokers included in our choice of the year, but... You it's know. not because of them that they're included, okay. but okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a collab. I had to say something. <laughs> I had to pick it. I had to say something. For me, I'm also kind of looking at collabs like Ariana and Social House, but I, like other than like songs I actually really enjoy, it's it has to be gone. And there's no real need for me to pick three because I kind of feel like I wasn't mad on any other ones, at least not to my knowledge. Maybe someone else can, you know, remind me of something that I was really, really into. But at this current moment in time, you know, oh, I was a fan of um, 365 by Zed and Katie, but I don't know if that's 2018 either. 
Exactly. See what I mean? They're kind of running into each other. Yeah. But I think it's good that we both agreed on one. Exactly. Go team. Go us. Well, then next one is probably, I think it's, it's a very interesting category to have. And it, which is biggest artist turnaround as to basically guys, the idea is someone that you used to think, I won't go as far as to say it was a flop, but someone that you weren't into who grabbed your attention and pulled you right in to the fandom this year. So Al, have you anyone on the top of your head? Well, I was thinking of this category as more like someone who kind of had maybe lost the appeal that they once possessed for me. But then with this year, just seemingly managed to just grab it back and rope me back in. And for me, so I think we've definitely turned a corner with Katie. I think we had the Witness era. And look, even for me, a fan, that's fairly much a slug fest to get through and she consistently seemed to pick the wrong choices with singles and like artwork and almost everything and that was a huge letdown and I kind of feel like her cultural currency was pretty much wrecked you know Witness as a tour didn't sell out which is unheard of like a Katy Perry tour not selling out is madness but I feel like she released she's kind of been doing some bits so she has 365 which I just mentioned earlier and then Never Really Over, which I mentioned even earlier, is one of my top three songs of the year. And I just feel like the more I listen to Never Really Over, I am never bored of that song. And more than anything, now going into 2020, I'm thinking, yes, Katy Perry, come back and like, let's do this. Well, get it, Katy. Well done, Katy. Get it, Catherine. Yeah, we love her. Well, I suppose if we're going on off that spin of things, because I think that's an easier question to answer than someone who we thought flopped, who is now popped. <laughs> Someone who came back on the scene, who I was so happy to have back in my life, was Gerard Way and Ray Toro from My Chemical Romance. They did two songs on the Umbrella Academy. Um, oh, what's the word? Alex, help me. What's the word? Soundtrack. Thank you. Soundtrack. And one was a cover, one was original and fantastic songs. So, so happy to have them back in my life because it wasn't just like having my youth back again in terms of being obsessed with them 10 years ago but they're just two very good songs I love the quality of his voice so I was so happy having them back in my life good and I feel like you're really looking forward to what they release in 20 <gasps> Alex I cannot wait and if I don't see them oh. if I don't see them I'm going to say guys Major. is you're going to hear about it you're going to hear about it you're gonna hear about yeah. it what's that twitter um i know al that we had a different category lined up next that you were going to introduce but one has popped into my head just now okay so we're gonna do we're gonna ad lib here listeners uh, yeah we're going off script guys we just talked about an artist that came back into our lives that's brought us joy that we've been very excited to have back has there been an artist for you this year that towards the end of the year you just kind of got a bit like eh over Oh, interesting. Because I know I have one. Oh, well, then if you know, maybe go with yours and I can have a little thing. But I want you to guess, do you know who mine is? And I, because I feel the listeners will know. Um, well, judging by your reaction to Senorita, I'm thinking it might be Sean Mendes. Bing, 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 bing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Talk me through the feelings, listeners. We are all... We're all- well, actually, to be honest, I'm happy because now I can stop pretending that Sean Mendes is in any way interesting. 
<laughs> yeah, Alex had to do a lot of pretending for me, guys. I was like, oh, intro. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so disingenuous of me. Like, still a big fan. Um, oh, then I'm, I apologize. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. Like, that's okay, Al. You are welcome to your opinion. Don't you worry. I wouldn't take it away from you. Um, I'm still a big fan. I do still very much enjoy his music. However, I have now the the glimmer that he had before has faded. The his shine is gone. He is no longer that shiny coin that I don't want to use on the bus. I'm ha- I will happily use it for my bus fare because I've just kind of realized he's just very average. You know. I mean, listeners. I would point you back to one of our early episodes when I tried to have this discussion with Laura and I was told no. I feel it was but less I mean, of a dialogue and more of a monologue, but sure, Al. Okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, whatever, Laura. Whatever else you see at night. But I mean, I get that. I get that too. I think I've thought of one. Okay. And for me, it would it it's it's so bittersweet saying this because she still has such an incredible discography that I really enjoy. But Marina, Marina, my love. Oh. We need to talk. First of all, that album is terrible. Mm. And I'm not going to listen to people trying to defend it. There are very, 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 very few people who will defend that album because that album is the height of kind of homogenous crap. Like, it is not good. It is built for Spotify. And there is nothing, nothing worse than building music to get streams and then it not getting streamed. Because the whole purpose of the music, if it's not being streamed, is defeated. Music now holds no meaning, holds no sense of anything anything other than, yeah, there is nothing to it. It is empty music. And she released an album full of empty songs. And that's not Marina. And it's a shame. And we went to see her live. I went to see her live. And I have never, ever, 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 I've gone to hundreds of gigs and I've never gone to the bar during a gig because it's just not something that I would do. I'll get a drink when I first get in and then we'll get a drink maybe just before the music starts. And then I'm there. And then I'm not concerned with getting a drink or whatever. We're not into it. I'm there to see the performance. I walked out of the Olympia, went to the bar, and I'm, we stood there, me and my group of friends, we were there for maybe 10, 15 minutes and just watched her through the tiny little door in the Olympia perform because the songs are trash. Ooh. And it, like I said earlier, it pains me. But also, Marina, do better. Like, to be honest, it's I was never a fan of hers personally. Um, could see the draw to liking her, but I haven't heard a positive review for this album at all. Yeah, the album like there, it is unsalvageable, and I think she kind of knows it because you can like even in the in the at the gig you can feel the energy when she does an older song and everyone's up for it, and then she does a new song and okay, yeah, you might say, oh, well, these are newer, but it's not that; it's that they're not as good, and the energy just flatlines, and it's almost embarrassingly obvious and it needs to change and hopefully next year maybe we'll get another album or if we ever get another album and hopefully it's better than what she put out this year exactly sure look guys we can keep our fingers crossed that's all we can do that's all we can do that's all we can do so al would you like to go back to introducing our next category please okay so we're now jumping spheres we've done music we're now going to jump to film so our movie of the year for me, anyone who knows me knows I'm not really mad into movies, so I will actually just hijack this category right now, Laura, and then I'll let you do your little You thing. go for it, Al. Because I feel like for me, movies just, I don't know why I don't fuck with movies that much, but it's just a case of, I guess, I kind of like certain actors maybe, and then I also like specific genres, 
And then there's also this kind of unknown element where I'm kind of like, do I want to sit down for two and a half hours and watch something that at the end of it, I could turn around and be like, didn't like that. And yeah, now that doesn't mean I don't go to see movies, but I'm not as invested in movies as I would be in music. And I'm like, there's nowhere near the comparison. So for me, without sounding like literally billions of other people, my movie of the year would be Avengers Endgame. Because like, much like with my album of the year, I feel like nothing has captured the world more than Avengers. And the climax of that series, I think, lived up to all expectations and I came out thrilled. And for me, there is no movie that would come close to what that movie stood for and what it did. I have to give it to you, Al, that I'm exactly the same. Because now I have a top three, guys, because I'm definitely much more into films than Alex is. Mm-hmm. So my top three of the year would have to be would have to be the third one I'm, i might have to choose a top four as you've heard i find it hard to pick favorites so the irishman was amazing that was a brilliant film that was robert de niro al pacino oh and the third big actor's name was Fred, oh, joe, joe pesci, joe pesci. Joe pesci. Yes. there we go and so yeah the irishman fantastic film it is very long i'm not gonna lie to you guys it's like three and a half hours long I nearly wet myself because I refused to leave because I was enjoying it that much. It's a great film. And then I think I'd actually have to choose Knives Out as another in the top three because, guys, if you still haven't seen it yet, brilliant film. It's one of my favourite, yeah, favourites I've seen in a while because it's just a very good whodunit. But absolute. Oh, and then, oh, but then, and maybe have a top five. Oh, Alex, this is always so hard for me. Do a top five. I mean, I only gave you one, so you can have. We can yeah. have six in total. So yeah, oh, you can I love do top that five. for us. Okay, gorgeous. So then I'd have to choose Joker because it was... Oh, I forgot about Joker. Yeah, it was an incredibly well-made film. Like, guys, you had us, you heard us talk about it before. Um, so you know our views. But again, thought that was fantastic. And then I'm going to have to choose um, the Spider-Man film as well because Homecoming, because I loved that film. And we love Tom we Holland. We love Tom Holland and we love Jake Gyllenhaal. We love Jake Gyllenhaal, Alex. Yeah, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, again, would be someone who I don't have much of an opinion on, but I love Tom Holland, and I liked Jake Gyllenhaal in that movie, so I will... Okay, good. But absolutely, no shadow of a doubt, Endgame was my favourite film of this year, and it's because, particularly, like, with that Marvel franchise, there has been tens of films now. Like, I don't know how many exactly. Like, I'd say there's probably... Are we, we could be going into the 20s at this stage like when you think of how many there is in that whole franchise since it started in what 2004 or something and and like I'm only talking about the most recent ones but with the cast that we are familiar with but it has been phenomenal the fact that they have been able to tie in so many storylines cohesively and be true to the comics and be true to the Marvel Universe and have Stanley involved which we love and then be able to have such an amazing well-rounded respectful ending because it's just, it was so well written it was so well thought out and everyone was waiting for that film for over a year and i haven't heard a single disappointed review so absolutely end game one of the best films good i'm glad that we yeah definitely i'm glad that we agreed again and yes that movie has a lot to kind of in order to enjoy that movie fully you probably have to be invested long before this year 
But I stand by everything I said, and it's good to hear your side of things that we agree. Absolutely. So with our next category, um, which is TV show of the year, I am going to throw a spanner in the mix by throwing in a show that didn't start this year, but that I discovered this year. Mm-hmm. Because I think that that is fair within the category. I think it's fair. So my show that I discovered this year that I adore with all of my heart has to be Shit's Creek. It's an incredible, incredible show. So well written. Such brilliant character development. If you haven't watched it, I highly encourage it. It's so entertaining. And yeah, sorry. Well, I'll move off Shit's Creek for a moment. And then next one has to be Umbrella Academy. I have been waiting for the Umbrella Academy since I was like 16 years old. Because, guys, if you haven't been able to tell from this episode, I might kind of like My Chemical Romance. And Gerard Way, who is the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, he co-wrote this comic. And so I've been waiting for years for something to happen with this. And yeah, it's just, it it was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant TV show. So well acted, so well cast. Robert Sheehan is in it and I haven't seen him in anything in so long. An amazing, amazing jewel to come out of this country. So he is. And then... And then my third show, again, it's not a 2019 show specifically, but it did have another series, sorry, season released this year. And that's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think it, for a comedy show, it is, it it writes in really important, hard-hitting themes really, really, really well. So those would be my top three. And I would have to say my, oh, my favorite, actually, oh, yeah. And my favorite is Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Yeah, we're going okay. with that. Yes, there we go. Okay, good. I love Shit's Creek. It's one of my favourite shows as well. But in the interest of variety, I won't choose it. Umbrella Academy, I enjoyed. And it seems to be like, with, it, it's very me. It's a very me type of thing. But I actually never finished it. And maybe got three episodes in. And I was enjoying it. But you know when you just kind of stop on Netflix? I must revisit it. Because I did, was enjoying it. But it's I can't really send off on it. But... Definitely the first three episodes are very good. That's all I can say about that. I think for me, I will kind of go along with what you've done as well. And I will pick a show that didn't start this year, but that I feel like has really been a big cultural phenomenon. And I'm going with RuPaul's Drag Race, which this year I really began to... I had heard about it, I'd seen it, I'd watched some bits, but I'd never really invested a whole lot of time into it. But this year I definitely was like, okay, let me watch it, let me invest, let me follow, let me do all these things. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love seeing, much like what I'm trying to do by picking it, I love seeing variety on TV and it's interesting and fun and good to see different types of people on television. And representation is crucial and I think that show just spreads joy and I love it. Yeah, I think... That's all that matters then, isn't it? When, when something brings you joy, but also has a really good message that goes along with it. So, yeah. I'll, Takes I think you a long way. I think that's a very fair choice. Perfect. So we'll now get into our final two categories of the evening or morning or whenever you're listening to this podcast. So we're going with actor of the year. I've struggled because <laughs> I, I don't watch a lot of movies or TV. And then to pick someone who I feel like stands above everyone else enough for me to warrant them getting this award was a bit of a struggle. But I've gone with Chris Evans of Marvel fame, but also of Knives Out. Just because if like, you know, Endgame was his last Marvel movie. He did great in that. He's built that Marvel universe from the ground up. And then I think you saw a totally different side of him in Knives Out, which I, I hadn't seen before. 
And so that was really interesting. And as an actor, I feel like a kind of multi-dimensional aspect is crucial. And I think he really, really gave me that this year. Yeah. No, I think I'm, I'm happy with that as a choice. He is, I think a lot of people kind of gave him the slack of like, he kind of only hit one note because he was only really known as Captain America for so long. So, so happy that he did Knives Out then to actually show that he is like diverse and and entertaining and very good at what he does. So a good choice, Al. I like that. Good. If I was to, I think my top three for the year would have to be, so hopefully you guys already know, but if you don't, you'll know now. Timothy Chalamet. I love him. Love Timmy Chalamet. Brilliant actor. Very funny then when you see him in interviews. Very different character, but so... As far as the films have gone this year, so The King, no. The King was not a great film, right? It just wasn't. There was a lot wrong with it, which was a shame because there was so much hype that went into it and I just kind of assumed it was going to be great. And I can't say if it was that Timmy wasn't brilliant or if it was just that the writing wasn't brilliant, but he's still one of my top three. Love him. And is in one of my all-time favourite films. But... We won't discuss that right now. Um, and then I'm going to have to choose Robert Downey Jr. Because no one will ever be able to be Iron Man ever again. Like, I feel in the Marvel Universe, a lot of those characters can be recast in time. But no one will be able to do Iron Man justice like Robert Downey. Because I feel to me, he, like he defined the character. He brought Iron Man to the forefront of the Marvel Universe. So Rob is there for me. And then I have to pick Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek because his character Daniel is so entertaining. It he's and Dan Levy threw so much of himself into that character because like he co-writes the series and it's you, you just I feel like we all know someone who is like like Daniel or who is Daniel and just know a fantastic and fantastic character. I should be saying David because I'm mixing up their names, but for me, they're synonymous at this stage. But if I'm going to choose one, I think I'm actually, because of Endgame, I think I'm going to have to choose Robert Downey Jr. Okay, I think that's fair. Yeah, and I know that we're just repping, repping Marvel hard right now, but at the same time, like obviously he's been in so many other things that we can all say he has been incredible in, but for for his final performance as Iron Man, like... I nearly cried in the cinema. And guys, I don't cry at films that aren't animated or don't have dogs that pass away. So for me to nearly cry in the cinema was a big thing. I did cry. I cried numerous times, didn't I? Yeah, I you did. I did. <laughs> I did, yeah. I did. You did. I went, I think I saw the movie like three or four times and it was the fourth time where I finally did not shed a tear. And that was because I left to go to the toilet at that moment. Exactly. No, I'm messing. I was actually present, but I was all cried out. I an incredible performance over the last decade. So I think warranted. Warranted. Thank you very much, Alex. You're very welcome. And I think on that note, we can move on to our actresses of the year. Perfect. Again, a struggle for me. And, you know, not to... Well, I'm choosing this person not for her role in the Spider-Man universe, but I equally enjoy that. I'm picking Zendaya because I just think much like what I've said before, as a cultural persona by which has dominated the last year, I think 
we would struggle. Well, there are maybe a couple of others that maybe you might pick up on. But I think for me, there would be very few other actresses that have risen above the rest of her peers. And Sean, and I think she has. Yeah, I am a massive fan. No, I won't lie. I actually still have not seen Euphoria. However, one of the reasons why people keep recommending it to me, besides the fact that it's a fantastic TV series, is that Zendaya's acting is supposed to be incredible. So, and I think, like, considering her age, her talent is immense. So I think she totally deserves to be in the OCAs and to win this OCA. Congratulations, Zendaya. Congratulations. For me, my top three of the year probably would have to be, now I know a lot of people take the piss out of her, um, but I really like her. One has to be Scar Jo. I'm, I'm a big Scarlett Johansson fan. I think there's something about her that I just find very compelling and admirable. And I don't even know what it is. I don't know if it's just like a kind of a, she's a strong woman and I respect that and I admire that. Or if it's just her as a person, I don't know what it is, but I really like her. And I, out of all of her films that I've seen over the years, I'd say that I've liked at least 80%. And that's a big, like, that's a big number. So and then like it was a bit like her 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 role in the Marvel universe and what happened in the most recent film was 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 great. So she is in the top three, but she has she's, not won. She's very likable, Scarjo, I think. No I, I think so, but people thing, take the piss out of her. Yeah, well there is the whole thing that she takes a lot of roles from minorities and I understand yes. the frustration there, very much so. But I also feel like I can't help but like her when I see her on screen. Yeah, I think that's totally fair because, yes, there has been those issues in the past and that is not something that we can approve of. But as far as her acting ability goes, I think she's a very good actress. Um, And then I'm going to have to choose Catherine O'Hara from Schitt's Creek. She plays the mother called Moira. and Fantastic. On, honestly has me creased every time I watch her. A very, very, very entertaining performance. And I'd never come across her before Shit's Creek, to be honest. And I'm shook that I haven't because I feel like I have been missing this woman's bountiful talent. So thank you, Catherine O'Hara, for your constant, your constant entertainment. You're just a, she's a great gal, guys. She's a great gal. And Shit's Creek is worth watching just for her alone. And then my third one, I'm going to have to choose Nicole Kidman. Okay. Yeah, I've loved her for years, right? And especially because when I was younger and I found out that we were the same height because she's a tall woman, I was like, oh my God. I was like, there are other tall women in the world. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I loved her for it. I loved her for her jeans. Thanks, Nicole. And I saw her in The Goldfinch this year. And I know a lot of people didn't like that film. I thought her performance was beautiful, though. It was so, it was so sweet and it was so sad and it was so moving because like like you know so many people that are like her and I just think that she does such a good job in all of her roles I don't think I've ever been disappointed by her role in anything I think she really puts herself into her roles and she makes them really authentic and to be honest I think actually for that reason I'm gonna have to go with Nicole I think she's probably one of the best actresses out there for me ever yeah, I agree. I feel like she's very multifaceted. She seems to be able to do a lot of things. And yeah, I think very much deserving of your actress of the year. Yeah, I think I think our two women that we chose, two tall women, might I add, both the same height. We're all the same height. Get a tall gals. <laughs> We're basically sisters. We are all and sisters. 
we're very, very proud of them. And especially for Zendaya, she's so young. And then also for Nicole, she's maybe on the other side of things, but has shown through consistency and credibility her talent. Absolutely. So, guys, I hate to say it, but that's the end of the OCAs. The end of the OCAs. This is when Rihanna will perform a medley from her new album. Wait, that never happened this year. We're waiting. We're still waiting for that new album, Rihanna. And get the finger out. Ew, Alex. <laughs> Thank you for sharing this journey with us because it's kind of wild the fact that like Al and I have only been doing this since February and yet it feels like we've all been together so long. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys if you have any requests in the new year or if you want to hear more OCAs throughout the, like if you want more, if you want, if you want quarterly, you let us know what you want because we are here to listen to your demands whether we're going to give them to you is another thing altogether but mm. but we're happy to discuss things we're happy to have an open dialogue yes definitely we will probably well yeah yeah send us your suggestions send us your thoughts yeah and you know if you receive a you know sassy email back look it's fine you know it's all just opinions but really honestly thank you so much and you will definitely hear from us next year and yeah we might have something else up first these we don't know yet we're we- leaving you with that little tidbit yes exactly so guys have a wonderful end to your year and have a brilliant start to your next year and we will see you soon 